Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. Technical medical language may exacerbate COVID inequities. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, understanding rapidly changing information and advisories about the virus has been essential. Now, according to NPR, the medical jargon and technical language used in many resources regarding COVID have made them inaccessible to non-native English speakers, older individuals, and people with limited literacy. Now, this is not a new issue. According to a researcher at the Harvard Data Science Initiative, approximately 14% of Americans have a below basic health literacy. This means they lack the ability to understand health information that they need in order to make decisions regarding their health and medical care. Now, this can manifest as misidentifying the names of drugs, being able to understand instructions for taking prescriptions, or even misusing over-the-counter medications. So when the Journal of the American Medical Association reviewed government website information about COVID, both at the state and federal levels, they found that the language was higher than the eighth grade level, making it inaccessible to many Americans. This means that the language tended to be wordy, included words that were too long, and used medical jargon that was difficult to understand. So according to the CDC, it's important to ensure that medical language is culturally competent, which means that some medical advisors should be accessible across racial, ethnic, and religious lines. For example, public health advisories should be easily translatable so that it can't be misinterpreted into other languages, and visual signifiers of poor health should be described in ways that aren't contingent upon skin color or other visual signifiers. One woman, a student at Harvard Medical School, started the COVID-19 Health Literacy Project to tackle this. The group is comprised of multilingual students in the health field who produce fact sheets about COVID-19 in more than 40 languages. The fact sheets are then reviewed by the faculty members before they're shared. I think this is a great idea. I think this is awesome. I think we need more innovation like this. And again, many, many, many kudos to those that are making health literacy more accessible all around. The Blackfeet Nation, an indigenous tribe in the US, is 98% vaccinated. All right. So at the beginning of the pandemic, sadly, brought sickness and death to First Nations tribes across the country and in Canada, of course, as well, but particularly of the Blackfeet Nation. Their lands are located in Montana and the nearest hospital being two hours away. And unfortunately, ambulances had to be called in frequently. 
So according to NBC News, about 10,000 people live on the tribe's reservation, and the effects of the coronavirus were significant. Tribal health officials recorded more than 1,390 cases of COVID-19, including nearly 50 deaths. But now the tribe is fighting back against the virus, and they're winning. About 98% of the reservation's eligible population has been fully vaccinated against COVID compared to about 40% of Montana's total population. Vaccination efforts have been so successful that the tribe has gifted surplus vaccines to fellow Indigenous tribes in Canada and non-tribal Canadians during vaccination drives that brought in hundreds of people each day. The tribe also provided shots at a two-day mobile vaccination site at a port of entry that connects Montana with Canada. Any travelers and tourists who may be visiting Glacier National Park, they can also get vaccinated too. Now, getting to this point wasn't easy, though. As COVID-19 affected Native American communities at disproportionate rates across the U.S., due in part to long-standing health disparities and the lack of infrastructure and medical access, the Blackfeet Nation heeded the warnings about the virus's spread with stringent lockdowns, remote learning for schools, and social distancing rules and mask requirements. So the tribe's business council took the drastic step of closing its eastern entrance to Glacier National Park for the 2020 tourism season, sacrificing economic revenue in favor of public health and the tribe's used incentives such as cleaning supplies and gift cards to encourage people to get tested. Now, the Indian Health Service my former employer, by the way, the federal agency that provides public health services to federally recognized Native American tribes and Alaskan nation populations, delivered COVID-19 vaccines to more than 350 tribal health programs and urban Indian organization. And as of the 1st of June, the agency also helped administer more than 1.3 million doses of the vaccine. The Blackfeet Nation has one of the highest vaccine administration rates within the agency's health system in Montana. The Blackfeet Nation fought against COVID-19, and they won. Hopefully, their success will encourage others to get vaccinated and protect the public's health. Dogs can sniff out COVID. Listen, how would you react if you go to get tested for coronavirus and find that your test doesn't actually involve a swab, but a cute and furry dog? Researchers say that this could be a possibility as dogs have the ability to tell if a person is infected with coronavirus, even if they are asymptomatic because of their incredible sense of smell. Now, according to the Wall Street Journal, dogs can do this because they have more than 300 million scent receptors and can detect compounds that the human body releases in secretions, like sweat and saliva, especially as it reacts to coronavirus. Now, comparatively, humans have a modest 5 million scent receptors. Now, what these dogs are being trained to do is actually not new. They have long been trained to detect odors associated with drugs or explosives and have also been used to identify diseases such as cancer, malaria, and diabetes. However, according to one of the first researchers to evaluate the potential for dogs to sniff out COVID, 
This is the first time that dogs are able to detect a viral disease in humans. Now, the investigation to determine if it would be a viable option to use dogs as COVID testers is well underway. And in fact, in a report by the World Health Organization, one dog can screen 250 to 300 people per day at a fraction of the cost of nasal swabs. But listen, don't get too excited just yet because experts say more research is needed to answer some of the unresolved questions, like whether dogs can be confused by other viruses or by vaccines. While you won't see any COVID testing dogs at your next doctor's appointment anytime soon, that time may be coming sooner than later. And let's hope for that because it would be great to see dogs being used to test for coronavirus. How awesome is that? Definitely, definitely a silver lining in the COVID-19 story. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to NoiseFilterShow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.